my dear friends <laughs> let us thank and praise god sorry for the little delay this always happens sometimes so let us thank god and today's keyword what we received was lord increase our faith that is from 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 luke luke chapter 17:5 luke chapter 17:5 sounded correct luke chapter 17:5 the apostles asked jesus and the apostles said to the lord increase our faith so let us thank and praise god the lord is going to increase our faith because that is his great plan that he has already given us faith but the increasing of faith happens when we know more and more about faith so so now let us thank and praise god that this possibility to receive the great mystery of our faith through the catechism of catholic church i welcome you i welcome all of you yes now i will have a quick <laughs> uh, now something yesterday was a wonderful day i thank you very much for uh, your feedback and many of you have written to me and that it is really very good and many 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 who who participated this in the later on on the youtube there is a very good participation in our own youtube channel and plus the other youtube channel of of uh, pravajaka shabdam that's a internet uh, channel of uh, a newspaper of uk there are more than 2000 participants of course that is in malayalam in english if anybody want to participate this uh, to spread this more you are welcome bless you bless you bless you oh, <clears throat> i want to also add something which many has asked me because i was in a hurry speaking the introductory part when i said that in kerala the bishop conference of kerala when the official official uh, release of the malayalam edition of the catechism of catholic church was published uh, it was it was inaugurated by cardinal varki vidayathil so i forgot to name <laughs> name cardinal i only said cardinal so cardinal varki vidayathil and i was the one who was invited to receive this in the opening ceremony so cardinal presented this to me and he blessed me and in that copy he wrote with his own hands a blessing in which he said that jesus's words make disciples of all nations and teach them to obey what i commanded you and he appreciated the works kingdom ministry is doing that is to me that we are from the beginning were propagandists of papal teachings and church teachings so i remember also to announce this that when we began to publish the papal teachings a copy of that pope's uh, uh, weekly homilies weekly uh, general audience message were translated 
and then we made a small weekly paper and then finally it became a monthly paper, monthly booklet and I have taken this to Cardinal Worki Videtil and to get a permission to publish this. And he looked at me intensely and said, Thomas Paul, how you got this idea? It is fantastic. Go ahead. I wonder why in the church we have so many, every diocese has many press and paper and everything, why nobody thought about it? Good. Well done. Go ahead. And followed by, we have published most of the papal encyclicals at that time. And thereafter we had to stop this because it was officially began to publish by Carmel publication. So when somebody else is doing, we draw, we draw back. So this I want to say. And so also I remember when our dear Justice Gurian Joseph, when he visited, when he visited Rome, he took this books, copies of the books of Pope John Paul II and presented to Pope and took a photograph with that booklet and presentation and he brought it for me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Justice Kuri and Joseph. This is nearly uh, 15 years back. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now we come to our subject. We were talking about the prologue the prologue of catechism. We have to still little more ponder on that. I got some beautiful insight about that uh, word, first word of prologue, Father, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Now this prologue Already we have learned this is the great chapter of the Bible that is John chapter 17 in which this is only the keynote of that chapter. The whole chapter speak about a intimacy which he said in various other words, Father, you are in me, I and I in you. I pray like that all may be like us. And then at the end of the chapter, that is verse 26, he said, Father, that love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. This is how the Jesus' public ministry ends and he enter, he is arrested. He entered into passion. So the last word, last word of Jesus' prayer was this, Father, the love with which you loved me may be in them. What a fantastic, what a great volume, what a great mystery Jesus spoke. Father, the love with which you loved me may be in them. That is eternal life. And I in them. That is eternal life. So eternal life, so because of the uh, response of yesterday, 
I am encouraged to say little more about it. So many has said, "Oh my goodness! I thought eternal life is something we receive only after the after our death." That's a big misunderstanding. We are already in the eternal life, and we believe in Jesus. That's why God so loved the world; He has sent His only Son, that whoever believe in Him may have eternal life. John chapter three sixteen. <laughs> So when we, when we believed in Jesus, when we baptized in Jesus, we are already in the eternal life. Now that is not simply a life; it is a union of the interdwelling Trinity. This is what I want to bring home more, more, more uh, deeply. That is, we think God is with us. God with us means it is not only that He lives in us; it is not only He lives in me, but also I live in Him simultaneously. This is the biggest mystery of eternal life, which we are, which is beyond human comprehension. So I want to prove that in various ways once again, so that you. You should not miss that point, and then you may not, you do not know. So when you listen, still you may not understand. Then you work out. You are trying to understand something which you you think yes, this I must understand. So that is today's keyword. Today's keyword is after. Accompanying Jesus, the disciples said, or the apostles, not disciples, apostles. Apostles are only twelve. Lord, increase our faith, Lord. So, according to Saint Augustine, unless we believe, you don't understand, and unless we understand, we don't believe. It is like that. So, coming to the point, that. Is a spousal union, a spousal union, like husband and wife. It's a covenant relationship. God married us. We are His bride. The church is His bride, and He possesses us. We are the possession of God. So, in that point. I want to bring little more beautiful uh, reflection that is in John chapter six. I said yesterday in John chapter fifteen five that Jesus said, "I am the vine; you are my branches. Whoever remain in me, I remain in you. See, whoever remain in me, I remain in you. So this is the same thing he is saying in various ways, various ways." And again, in that chapter fifteen seven says, "I am the vine; you are my branches. Whoever remain in me, and my word remain in you, <laughs> because my word is I myself. I am the incarnate word. And so, that is eternal life. That union, I remain in you, and you in me." And very specifically, I want to bring this beautiful reflection in John chapter six, 
John chapter 6 verse 51 is the famous I am saying. I am the living bread came down from heaven. This is the first I am saying. There are seven I am sayings of Jesus in John's gospel. So in John chapter 6, I am the living bread. So when he said, I am the living bread, came down from heaven, whoever eat my body and drink my blood has eternal life. Or he says there, will never die. And the living bread that came down from heaven, whoever eat this bread will live forever. Live forever. Live forever. So that is eternal life. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. See, whoever eat this has eternal life. And this same eternal life once we receive through our faith, it has a lateral transition, transmission, a lateral transmission and it spread into the world through our life, through our ministry, through our work. Suppose you are a nurse, you are working in the hospital where you are seeing the old people, the sick people. When Jesus said, when I was sick, you visited me. So this life from you transmit to that. So also in various, various places, even in a marketplace, in wherever, whatever you do, this can transmit. Okay, now, very important, I want to say the next two words, that is 54 and 56. 54, Jesus said, John chapter 6, 54, if you have the Bible, you please open it and see, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. See, and I will raise him on the last day. Okay. Now, please write it if possible. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. Stop. Dash has eternal life. Now, in word 56, the first part is same. Word 56 says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. See, it is the same thing what is in 54. We stopped there and put a dash and wrote eternal life. Here we put stop and dash. Then what's written there? Remain in me and I in him. Now you take the two ends. First, has eternal life equal to? Remain in me and I remain in him. So now you can combine this together. Whoever eat my body and drink my blood. <coughs> Sorry. Whoever eat my body and drink my blood, which is common in word 54 and 55. Put a bracket. Has eternal life equal to remain in me and I remain in him. So eternal life equal to remain in me, I remain in him. So, so 
This is the mystery that God with us means God remains in me at the same time I remain in Him. I remain in Him. How? That is what we are going to learn in this whole, whole, whole catechism. That is why this is the prologue. How this is going to happen? Or how this is already happened? It is already happened, but still we cannot assimilate it. We cannot integrate it. We cannot understand it because it is such a unfathomable mystery. It's such a inexhaustible and and unexpressible. These are the words John Paul II mentioned about this. So one of our targets of this learning is to experience this Trinitarian mutual interdwelling, that simultaneous interdwelling, while God lives in me. Who lives in me? The Father, Son and Holy Spirit. At the simultaneously I live in Him. This how can you experience this? And this experience is making us like a glue, like a glue. You are glued with God. You are in a covenant relationship with God. You are mingled with God. You cannot come out from God or God cannot come out from you. Even in this situation, that's what St. John, St. Paul in Rome in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 7 says, although this, 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 this treasure is, this treasure is given to us, but it is in an earthen vessel. <laughs> this treasure for 6 says, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, for 7, for 7, 2 Corinthians 4 7 says, This treasure is given to us in an earthen vessel. In an earthen vessel. So, that is our weakness of our body, our flesh nature, etc. But we hold this treasure in earthen vessels. That the surpassing power may be of God, not from us. Okay, I think that's enough about the what I want to say of the first sentence of Prologue. This is a lifelong research to know Him, to know Him. And now the next sentence is from St. Paul's letter to First Timothy, sorry, yes, uh, First Timothy 2, 3, 4. First Timothy chapter 2, word 3 and 4, which says, this is the universality. God, our Savior, desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So I want to say, we heard yesterday in the introductory part of the Catechism how Pope Paul VI, sorry, Pope John Paul II, John Paul, the very word, John Paul comes from John 23rd and Paul the 6th. That is why he took John Paul. 
it was actually taken by John Paul I with this understanding that I want to continue all what John XXIII and Paul VI has done through the Second Vatican Council. And so John Paul I, his name is Cardinal Luciani, Cardinal Luciani and he died in 33 days only he lived. His papacy was only 33 days, very good number. <laughs> and then came Carol Whiteiva and he straight away took the same thing. John Twenty-Third and Paul the Sixth should be together and that is the fire of the Vatican Council. And so John Paul the Carol Whiteiva said I will continue the same thing what Cardinal Luciani that is John Paul the first continued. I will continue his work. That is in another way what John twenty-third and Pope, Pope John Paul the sixth had during the Vatican Council. So, and that flame of the Vatican Council, Pope John Paul II was a very active participant in the whole Vatican Council. Therefore, he had the full vibrancy of the whole Vatican Council in him. He is full of excitement to implement all this what we gained in the fire of the Vatican Council. So I have already said Vatican Council was the historical event ever happened in the church in the 22,000 years and so in the, so immediately after that, he opened so much teachings, fully integrating in transmission of the fire of the Vatican Council. And so catechism is one of that. And then what I want to bring to you is, he explained how God the Savior will save all people. How is the salvation is possible for all people? So yesterday somebody wrote me whether how is it possible that uh, that that non-Christians will be saved? How the non-Christians will be saved? Uh, so all this is mentioned in this and we will be learning all this in this. So the last sentence of the prologue yesterday we heard, that is the answer of that, in there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. Now how this will happen is a matter of lot of detail. There are various ways of salvation. It is called economy of salvation. That is what Jesus said, which is explained in the Vatican Council documents, which is explained in papal teachings like Evangeli Nunciandi and Redemptoris Missio and Redemptoris Humanus. That is the savior of the mankind. And in all these things it is mentioned which will be all explained here. 
you have to but one thing you have to believe from the same word because there is no other name under heaven under the sky given among men by which we must be saved than the name of jesus this you have to believe as such there is no and but how this will happen that is what we have to work out detail because surely it is also written those who are baptized but also there are different types of baptism all that we will learn here and jesus also said which is expressed in redemptorism mission very clearly that there are ways and means god himself only know that is what he said the wind blow as it wills so we have we know certain ways of the salvation but that is not only the ways of salvation there are many ways of salvation which is hidden from us which god alone knows so some of the ways we will learn in the catechism surely but nevertheless we have to believe in these two points first is first is so this 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 is all explained here with the complete strength of the whole vatican teaching of the vatican council how god our savior desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth and also how in no other name there is salvation all presumably we think they are all all religion people but them they are all created by the same creator god that is in fact the word incarnate so that the word is the basic creative creative worker who created everything by his word so even if anybody is any other type of religion or whatever it is their origin their original fiber is from the eternal word and so in that itself god do not create anything without a master plan god had a master plan like saint paul says later on who oh, even when i was in my mother's womb god called me as an apostle and what was he doing that so many years so god's the, our 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 track maybe our track of life maybe very different but e- even in that god has a plan moses was chosen by god that is why when when the king ordered that every child within this with this month must be killed <laughs> then this little moses was put in a basket and they kept that little child for many months and then finally they put him in a basket and just floated in the river 
and that that floating of that little mosses in the basket came inside the house house river rather the bathing area of pharaoh's family and they found a basket so the lady called somebody to pull that basket and to their beautiful surprise they saw a wonderful beautiful child in that and that woman had no children she immediately to guy want this child and that child grow in the house of pharaoh imagine and finally he came to know he is not the child he is a hebrew child and then he wanted to protect his hebrew people for that he fought in that process he killed a man he killed a man for the sake of his own hebrew brothers but then they themselves came against him and they complained that he is a murderer so then the government or the authorities want to arrest him to punish him then he had to run away he ran from there which roads he will go through he went through the desert ways and finally he reached a place and there he met his wife and there he married and he was a shepherd and then he climbed up on the mountain there the lord met him from the burning bush and there the lord told him moses moses i want you to go back i want you to go and redeem your people what me now see the trajectory tree the plan how god met moses on that mount from the burning bush god knew very well he is a murderer still god so god has allowed all these things happen because he had a call so what i wanted to share this is like that for each one of us like that in the salvation plan there are so mysterious things but the same god who want all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth okay now we come to the last uh, i mean the first paragraph which i am going to explain little more in deeper uh, i don't know how far we will reach maybe we will end up with the same <laughs> one line only today because this is the real keynote of the whole catechism the real keynote of the whole catechism is this first sentence this first sentence i remember when i was teaching this into the german people and thereafter thereafter we used to have a discussion and sharing so one man got up and said thomas paul what a fantastic this thing i understand god created me now first time i understood what for god created me i never thought about this god created me for god god created me to make me a sharer in his own blessed life now we read this god 
infinitely perfect. Now you can go through your notes which I have sent or you can simply, those who don't have the notes in English, you can simply Google CCC001 and this paragraph will come. God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness freely created man to make him sharer in his own blessed life. Actually when I taught him here in Germany I got its more implications only when I heard their sharing. <laughs> then only everybody was telling Thomas Paul, what are you doing? We are so many years traditional believers, but today you are telling why God created us. And I want to tell you with all humility, please, this is the biggest question. This is the only question. This is the most important question each one of you should ask. What for God created me? Sincerely you ask, what for God created me? <sighs> ask right now, O oh Lord, what for you created me? In various retreats, particularly sometime back in England when I was speaking to Indian communities in series of retreat, I began this, is, this as a question. And in that retreat also nobody could answer. But at the end a lady come and said, when I said, how is your experience of the retreat? What do you take home? She said, first time in my life I realized, I asked a question, what for God created me? It is still echoing in me and I think I have to do so many things to understand that and set my life in a path what God has already prepared. So, now, so that is very important point to understand this. So that is why St. Augustine's famous says, O oh Lord, my soul is restless till I rest in you. <laughs> so our soul may have restlessness because we are traveling in a path not what God wanted. And that is one of the reasons I would say most of our turbulence in our life. Even though we are in that narrow way of the Lord, still we may have turbulence. But we are going with the confidence, yes, this is all in the plan of God. But if we don't understand the plan of God and we do not know where am I going, then it is more difficult. Okay, so that's very important. Now the second point is, who is this God, Creator? And this later on we will learn in the Credo, in the I Believe, the first uh, uh, part of the, first part of the 
catechism is about professional faith. In professional faith, when we learn about, I believe in God, the Almighty Father, that itself is a long teaching and very profound teaching. But at this beginning itself, we must know who is this God and why he created me in one sentence. So this is a development of the catechism for the centuries like this. So in our childhood time in a kinder catechism, that is a child catechism also, we learn why God created me. God created me to seek him, to know him, to love him. <laughs> Maybe somebody will say also to serve him. But why? What for? So this is the important point, the first sentence. Those who are writing down, please write it down. God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself. This is the hypothetical situation of God. Who is he? And how is he? And what is he? First thing is, he is infinite. <laughs> This is my masterpiece. <laughs> when ah la 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 la, what is our keyword today? Oh Lord, increase my faith. And what was Jesus's answer? If your faith, if you have faith as much as of a mustard seed, you ask this mulberry tree to be uprooted from here and planted into the sea it will obey you. So what means that mustard seed? That mustard seed faith means, I said it probably yesterday also, I may say it again and again, a particle from the infinite God. <laughs> So, thereby, all of you who have gone through mathematics and physics know very well a part of infinite is also infinite. A tiniest part of infinite is also infinite. That's why in the Holy Eucharist, when we have a whole host, oh my God, time is over. Okay, I will take little more time. Our corona prayer will be delayed a little bit, sorry. So, God infinitely good, infinitely good, infinitely perfect. So, another is, so one is that infinite. So, God's love is an infinite love. So, if He loves you with an infinite love, it is like a glue. Paste it on you. How can it part? He cannot part it anymore. That sticking, you cannot separate. That is like a spousal union. A spousal union is a covenant relationship. Like I married my wife means I gave my life to her and she gave her life to me. In Christ, both our life mingled, mingled. Now, 
we cannot separate this so also god and man entered into a covenant initiated from god and according to that covenant jesus was sent to us as a new covenant who gave as a spouse marrying us a bridegroom loving the bride with all his life he said this is my body this is my blood take this this is the new and everlasting covenant so that is the infinite bond so god is infinite from that infinite god comes out a light now look at this new, new led lamps here can you imagine suddenly this lamp lamp can produce darkness impossible it is not possible a light cannot produce darkness so god is light of light light from light true god from true god why do we say light from light <laughs> that it can never produce a darkness to us presumably we may think now see the corona situation terrible but you have to believe from this also god can produce light so in catechism 412 says god may allow evil even evil because he know how to make good out of even evil like in the old testament joseph in the old testament was sold by his own brothers like a like a slave and he came to egypt finally because of that that whole world was saved and then when his brothers met him they were frightened he said don't worry it is not you did it it was god did it what bad thing you did god made good coming to the point next perfect and blessed in himself this is the this is the characteristic or the essence of god god is perfect and god is blessed he created us in a plan of goodness to make us a sharer in his own blessedness and it is so deeply in my heart when my german participants all of them shared after the first lesson this is very very important that god created me to make me a sharer of god's own life oh my goodness how can i deny this how can i not receive it so my dear friends so we still in the same position like yesterday we stop here we will continue tomorrow further on it so don't be upset we have not forwarded more because this is a keynote a very important keynote very much god bless you god bless you shortly let us see the first sentence that is 
in eternal life you are already in the eternal life it is a union of god in me and i in god that you take special attention and the universality that god salvation is a gift it's a gift for the whole humanity and thirdly god created us for god god created us to make us a sharer in his infinite perfect blessedness amen